everybody. Hi, guys. Welcome gorgeous Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, it's not the first time we've ever talked about uh, conspiracy theories, <laughs> uh, but we've got a little bit of a different but take. It's, it's the first time we've talked about them as full-fledged believers in them. <laughs> you and I have now decided to believe in oh, yeah. all of the conspiracy theories, including all of the religions. We are now a full-on believers. We're, we, we've joined Baha'i. That's right. Um, we have. Uh, we <laughs> should... Them. No, what we're going to be talking about is how to talk to them folk. Yeah. Them folk what believe crazy whatever. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's that. So... Okay. And then a bunch of you are going to be mad at us and say that we're full of shit. So that'll be fine. <laughs> we'll all enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dan... Yeah. Um... I want to start off with a story. Well, I think that that's, about, that's traditional. About a uh, a couple uh, in Iran okay, who uh, has gotten themselves into some hot water. Doesn't seem like that's that hard to do in Iran. No. Seems like that's a in pretty fact, easy thing to do. This, this proves how easy it is. Okay. Um, so a man... Uh, decided that it was time to uh, propose to his girlfriend. Okay. And uh, and so he sets up one of those sort of um, very public sort of uh, proposals. Okay. Right? Sure. Uh, he decides to do it in a popular shopping mall. Okay. Um, yeah. Great. He uh, uh, sets out... Um, uh, uh, flower petals in oh, like shape of a heart. Yeah, right. Sure. And he like he he he's he's standing in the heart. Oh. He he pulls out the ring. Right. Proposes to 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 his girlfriend, and uh, and she says yes, and the crowd applauds, and the whole thing's caught on camera because sure. of course this is what you do. You have to make sure somebody's filming the damn yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's all romantic and fun and uh, a little hokey. Uh, yeah, on the, on the cheesy side. <laughs> good. But. It's good to know that uh, American-style cheese is not lost uh, in in other parts of the world. Yeah, well, apparently, though... This was a uh, th- this act contradicted the country's Islamic doctrines. What? How? How would it? How could it, Dan? I thought. I, um, did, did they've 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 they've? Is it because he they've asked been arrested. instead of just commanded? <laughs> they've been arrested, Dan. <laughs> oh, good lord! Uh, and uh, they were arrested by police for breaking the country's laws on public decency. Oh, uh, they've been released on bail. But let's let's break this down, Dan. Yeah, what um, you're gonna have to tell me what is well indecent here. Here's um, the did, deputy did, police chief. Did some Mustafa, of her hair show? Uh, Naruzi. This is what he he said to a local newspaper. He okay. says that the offense is very clear, and there is no need for explanation. Okay. It's, well, okay. Good. You better, for, okay. You better start explaining, sir. <laughs> um, he said that it was unacceptable for the couple to do whatever is common in other places in the world and disregard mores, culture, and religion. They did the American thing. They did the American thing. Don't do, don't do the American um, thing. Apparently, uh, Islamic law 
um, forbids men and women from exhibiting public displays of affection. Um, and it is seen as an influence of corrupt Western ideals. Mm. Uh, the law also prohibits kissing. And they had... They Did they pecked. kiss? There was a little peck. Oh, apparently. those bastards. There, it, was, it was shameful. Yeah. It was obscene. Yeah, gross. Obscene, Dan. I mean, I kind of agree that it's a little obscene. Look at this. This is... There's not balloons, a, Dan. Ew. Balloons are not obscene. Balloons are never obscene. Balloons are gross. And look at her. She looks... She looks so happy. Well, that's the problem. Right? Her hair is showing... She's oh. smiling. I don't think she's oh. allowed to do that. No, come on. <laughs> come on, Dan. Um, yeah. Um, it's it's uh, kind of crazy how how easy it is. Well, I mean, here's I mean, like, the thing. I, I just sit there and I'm like, what would it be like to, to be in one of those countries and to look out at the world and just look at the horror of the West? <laughs> yeah. The absolute abject horror that is uh western culture where we do such things yeah. as like you know kissing our partner in yeah. public or holding hands or showing displays of, of affection i'm not talking about like pda here folks right i'm talking about some pretty simple stuff yeah minor 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 stuff um and that's just a uh, absolutely horrifying to to these people it's a slippery slope prank to what? Well, next thing you know, they're going to be, you know, showing their shoulders or, I don't know, flash mobs. Who knows what's next? <laughs> An Iranian flash mob. When this, when, when, if they allow this kind of shit, you, you, you never know what's going to be next. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. I, I, I have to say I share their horror at, at a proposal in a mall. I think that that's cheesy and awful. And if you did it, dear listener... <laughs> Uh, I don't forgive you. You, you were, you're quite the curmudgeon. I'm grumpy. Oh no, Dan. I'm a grump. No, uh, of course. Where, I'm. where are proposals acceptable, Dan? Uh, Temple Square, Mormon Temple Square. It's the most romantic place you can propose. I bet. Do you just go to watch the proposals? <laughs> Is that why you're secretly there all the time, Dan? I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, just, I know you claim that it's just all about people watching. Yeah. I know you, Dan. I love it. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take us to the Great White North, eh? Up in Canada. What? Where uh, there, has been, there have been stern warnings. Oh, boy. They're losing their churches. Oh? Uh, good for them. Yeah. Sounds apparently. Like, sounds like a good thing to lose. Apparently, in the ne- in the you know within the next uh, decade, they could lose a third of their churches. Oh my! Um, this is due to congregations not being able to keep up the money that's required to keep a church going. Because the congregation is shrunk, is dwindling. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, everyone from Catholics uh, to Episcopalians to uh, to whatever. They the the church attendance is low. The the for instance the uh, the Catholic Church uh, is saying that they yeah they're basically a whole a huge proportion of their own churches currently 
they're not supporting themselves. Oh, wow. And so uh, they may shutter them. They may dem- demolish them. They'll just sell them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I, I get that, like, these are a lot of these buildings are kind of the are, are historical monuments. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and people are sad to see a lot of them go. And I would be sad to see, you know, really beautiful cathedrals going but that's yeah. not what we're losing. that's not what we're talking about yeah no and 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 if it's if it is worthwhile like if it's got some decent architecture you find a new use for it right yeah. you make it a library yeah like that that one in the netherlands or whatever right it's so fucking or lovely. a sex dungeon it's, it's fine it's yeah you figure you something want. out um a lot a lot of old uh churches have been turned into bars and whatnot uh, yes like in the uk didn't we read a story about that few couple years back sure yeah that's you know, great i I, th- I think that this is this is an opportunity for us to preserve these old buildings uh that might have some cultural significance but to repurpose them right yeah absolutely you know i or or they can be performance spaces Ooh, yeah that's yeah. always the thing there's a there's actually a church downtown uh in the avenues that in, oh here yeah. here uh-huh. in in salt lake that has been used as office space for the last uh, long while uh-huh. uh, and is now up for sale. Yeah, if yeah. anybody out there wants to help me buy it and turn it into a meeting center <laughs> for uh, secular people, uh, oh. feel free to offer your now that's interesting financial uh, services there. Oh, wow. I, I would love that. I would actually love that to house secular things, to house, you know, services like oasis or or, uh-huh. or sunday assembly meetings yeah. as well as a whole bunch of other you know give give utah atheists a place to meet and give you know secular coalition of utah yeah. a place to meet just is that the one on east street uh-huh yeah okay huh. yeah i think that'd be really cool it's a cute church yeah so if, if you're wealthy and you're listening uh <laughs> and you've always wanted to own a church reach out uh, yeah it'd be cool yeah right. but i i think that'd be great but but how amazing is it that like Canada's congregations are dying. They're withering on the vine. What's going on in, up there, Canada? And how do we get some of that down here? <laughs> is the answer, is, is what I want to say. Yeah, well, I do not know, Dan. <laughs> um, I do have a story, though, that I'd like to uh, uh, follow that up with. Yeah. Dan. Okay. Uh, because China is facing a problem of too much christianity that is a problem it's just oh my god something tells me i'm not gonna like china's solution to that (laughs) well china actually has a solution that they've been working on for a while yeah um and this is their effort to uh sort of take the foreign out of foreign religions okay that's that's what they're working on right now because they see the west's promotion of Christianity, right. let's say, uh, in China as an effort to subvert uh, the communist state. Right. Right. And... Can't have that. Cannot have that. And so what they're doing is they're trying to basically isolate uh, these, these, these Christian groups and uh, basically make them conform, make the, the Christianity that they're practicing conform to uh socialist uh values right um and communist values and uh 
and they are also trying to uh, get them more rooted into basic Chinese culture. Mm. Uh, and, and, and this is an interesting line, uh, become a religion recognized by the Chinese themselves. So that, right. So that the Chinese see China, China, Chinese things right. in Christianity, in their version of Christianity. I'm right. pretty sure it Chinese seem is an okay thing to say. Foreign. Yeah. What's wrong with Chinese? <laughs> what else, how else do you express that sentiment? Right. No, I'm not, it just sounds funny. <laughs> um, this is, they see this as a need to de-radicalize, right? Sure. And they, they actually have a, uh, this office, uh, they have a, like a, a whole um, department. Uh, it's called the... Uh, United Front Work Department, uh, which is in charge of co-opting non-communists, ethnic minorities, and religious groups, and making them Chinese. Right? Oh, okay, I'll be interested to see what that ends up looking Isn't like. Isn't that fascinating? Though? Yeah. Um, so they uh, the, here's a sweet, few things. Sweet and sour Eucharist. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> I suppose. Mm. <laughs> These, I mean, Kung Pao host. That's right. You know, <laughs> you, you, uh, <laughs> um, some savior lo mein is delicious. Ooh. Everybody loves it. Oh my god! No <laughs> kidding. Um, yeah. So it it, it it's really uh, kind of interesting. Of course, the West is is losing its fucking mind, or at least Western Christians are. Oh yeah. Uh, How dare they? <laughs> because you know i mean honestly like if you take the west out of christianity what's left just jesus just jesus and they hate that <laughs> why yeah yeah why, why no, would you there's no reason why you can't i mean if you you're just, if you're just changing sort of the accoutrement around surrounding it I mean, I, you'd think that the the Christians would hail this as great, right? Because at least they're not jailing them, right? All they're saying is like, let's make it look like us, right? And let's just focus on maybe, you know, Jesus's core message. Yeah, because is, that seems to isn't the message what's important with with, with uh, socialism and right? You know, or I guess I should say communist socialism, right? Right? Like, yeah. love one another, take care of each other. You know, yeah. That's what I'm not sure that's what and obey the state Chinese communism at all costs. Yeah, exactly. Right. And Give unto Caesar. What is Caesar's? I bet they love that. Yeah, line. exactly. You know, um, yeah, but the rest of it, you know, the Pope, I bet they don't like the Pope at all. No foreign foreign power. No in their nation. Not no a, way. Not acceptable. No way. Not Very Italian thing. Yeah. Who wants Totally Italian thing. Totally white looking guy. <laughs> With, uh, Italian culture has created nothing good ever. <laughs> they they should bond bond over their mutual love of pasta. I don't I don't see what, <laughs> what the problem is. Um, noodles. Noodles will bring us all together. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, if there was one food that could bring about world peace, it would be pasta. I possibly. I mean, because after you've eaten it. Everybody just has to lie around for a while. Nobody can fight. <laughs> after after you've eaten a whole big bowl of pasta, everybody's just like, ugh. I, <laughs> okay. Silly. Um, I'm going to take us to France in Lyon. 
where oh, uh, where a French cardinal, ah. yeah, uh, Philippe Barbarin, yeah, uh, has been convicted. Oh no! Of uh, of not reporting a priest uh, in his in uh, under his uh, I don't know what do you call it in the hierarchy below him or whatever one of his priests. Yeah, he didn't. He was told by multiple victims that one of his priests, at least one of his priests, was uh, had been molesting kids, and he did not report this. Oh, God. To to the authorities. Why? And he's been convicted of it. That's the glorious thing. Excellent. After you know, falling fast on the heels of George Pell's glorious uh, convictions. Right. Uh, This is this has happened. Uh, There. this is a uh, a lot of these incidents are past the point of uh, the statute of limitations, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but uh, we're talking uh, about so, and this isn't uh, about the priest himself who did the uh, the predation. Okay, um, but apparently the that priest, uh, one uh, Father Prenat, I believe, uh, is yeah. I don't know how to pronounce beautiful. it. Thank you. I French know. is a beautiful language. We oui. and you do it justice. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Prenant, Prenant, I think it's Prenant. Oh yeah. Uh, but beautiful. yes, Bernard Prenant. Uh, <laughs> so apparently, good, um, he you know molested quite a few, had quite a few victims. Uh, the cardinal was made aware of this and oh, did God. nothing. Why? Uh, because How have they, they not learned this lesson? This is such a simple lesson. Oh, God. It seems easy. But, you know, when you're in a fraternal organization, you protect your brothers, I guess, or something. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, it's getting harder. Hopefully, uh, you know, I don't know. Hope, hopefully, this becomes something that, that puts the fear of God into these fucking priests. I don't know what else will. Jail. That's the only thing. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, apparently, I mean, he's actually probably not going to serve any jail time. He got a six month suspended prison sentence. Jesus Christ. Um, but you know, anything that puts a little bit of a chill down the spines of cardinals around the world is a good thing. Yeah. So, but I mean, they must not pay attention to these things, right? Because I mean, like, this is not the first that, (laughs) like, this is not the first news story no about this kind of thing well n- how do they not have this how is there not a brief from the vatican well, that they, says this is what you do i mean they are working on that now but, but it's like it never happens in the making well and they keep having these they just keep they keep having these meetings of the bishops and they gather them all together and they have, they say we need to seriously talk about this and then at the end and, of but it, they all go. Do we? Yeah. Well, what happens is that, that by the end, there's no concrete steps uh, that have been proposed to be taken, and there's a paper. They just release a paper that says, "We think this is probably st- bad." Yes, uh, we agree with that p- thing, and we will continue to look at uh, actions that we can take to prevent it. And then, and they don't Seriously. actually, there's no policy put into place. All of them there's, have dirty hands. That's why. Of course they do. They all would be implicated in something similar. Yeah. Right? Like, like 
there's no other explanation. No. Right? As to like why they cannot get get good on this issue. Oh my god. Right? I went Cause, into because what percentage of them are predators and what per, what percentage of them have have protected a predator? Yeah. It's so fucking high. Yeah. That, that they're all uncomfortable with the topic. You line a bunch of priests up and you say, look to your left, look to your right. You know that they're looking at a predator or yeah. someone who's helped a predator. Or they themselves are. Or they themselves are. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Good it's Lord. not... It's it's It was fine. You, you, did you see on Saturday Night Live, uh, oh, yeah. Pete, what's his name, got oh, into yeah. trouble by comparing people who defend the, the Catholic Church with people who defend R. Kelly? Yeah. Uh, and everybody was like, how dare you? Yeah, and I then know. all of us were like, have you been paying attention? Because <laughs> that is true. Yes. He's correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Dan. Yes. Uh, so down in Texas. Down uh, in the West Central a, uh, El Paso. <clears throat> a jet. <clears throat> A judge by the name of Jack Robison has got himself in a little bit of uh, hot water. Oh, no. Uh, he uh, was um, presiding over um, a, a trial uh, the, of a, a woman who uh, was accused of sex trafficking. Uh, Gloria Romero Perez was her name. Okay. Um, he... Uh, so, after the the jury had had uh, moved on and were deliberating, no. you know, he uh, he entered into the jury room, walked in, and said that he'd been praying about the case. Oh, good. That's he, a, by the way, <laughs> nothing can warm your heart and make you feel great like hearing a judge who's supposed to uphold secular law, right? Walk in with that statement. Walks in, tells the jurors that God told him the defendant was innocent. Jesus Christ. That's exciting. Sex trafficking. He told this to a jury? A jury. Oh, the my jury God. Walks in. I've been praying about this. Oh, my God. Uh, God's told me she's innocent. That's well, what, that's how it all went down, right? Before they had rendered a verdict? Before they'd rendered a verdict. Jesus Christ! Uh, the jury found her guilty. Okay, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> but a judge trying to exert influence over the, over the outcome of a trial... Oh, yeah. ...on a jury is that... Okay, foreign listeners... We're not okay with that in this country. I, no functional uh, judicial system is. No. Uh, I'm just trying to make it clear. That's not, <laughs> that's not like normal. Oh, right. That's not how our system That's works. not how we do. Right, right, right. Um, and so, anyway, uh, it's been declared a mistrial. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I think. And uh, apparently, well, so the, uh, the, the Texas Judicial Commission is issuing a public warning to uh, uh, Judge Robison. Um, oh, oh, good. A warning. Yeah, right. This is not the first time this man has uh, gotten himself into a little bit of trouble uh, with uh, the, the Judicial Commission. Uh, he received a public reprimand uh, for improperly jailing a man who had, who had approached him in a restroom in 2009. 
and he later called him a fool uh, after uh, a ruling in his granddaughter's uh, custody case. So huh. it's like this grandfather like approached him and, and said, hey, and said something to the judge and he throws him in jail and it's like, you're a fool. Throws him in jail. Yeah. Uh, and he, so he received a, a reprimand on that. Uh, for whatever reason, the Judicial Commission has uh, refused to, to do anything like, you know, censure him or to uh, punish him in any sort of way. Be, like, yeah, there, there are other things that they could do, even short of like removing him from the bench. Right. Uh, that would be definitely much more severe yeah. than just, uh, oh, hey. We warn you. Right. Don't do this again, yeah. mister. You are on thin ice, young man. <laughs> if you do this seven more times, we're going to take some actual action. Right. Well, Robinson is <laughs> claiming uh, that he is under, he's been under extreme stress uh, due to ongoing medical treatment uh, and the uh, recent death of a close friend. Um, the doc, His doctors actually... Uh, say that the uh, his actions were driven by delirium. Oh, um, they're calling it a temporary episodic medical condition. Oh, um, and uh, but they argued that his fitness for duty has not been impaired because it's not an ongoing um, uh, issue. It was he, he seems to be fine now. <laughs> uh, you know, he's he's a good guy. People really like him down at out down at the club. He's uh, he's hearing so. voices. God damn it! He's hearing. <laughs> he's talking about his imaginary friends to yeah. the jury. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> Oh, I mean, clearly there was, I, I do like that his prayer that was answered and God told him to do something, that his defense is that he was momentarily insane. Right. That is actually a wonderful Correct. Like, admission Yeah, that no, 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 I wasn't actually talking to God. I was insane. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good takeaway. Here. That is a good takeaway. <laughs> I also am very impressed with a Texas jury because we know Texas and they love the Lord. They and love the Lord, but they love to convict. <laughs> That's true. They probably love convicting people more than they oh. they, they, they respect they must have, Jesus. They, they must have really been stewing over that one. <laughs> well, well, Jesus <laughs> done told the judge. To do? But then again, she's also got that Mexican name, so I want to convict her. I don't... <laughs> Shit. My racism is bumping up against my faith here. <laughs> Flip a coin. Flip Guilty. At some point, right. at some point, someone in the jury box is like, uh, "Does anybody care about the facts of the case at all?" Nah, it's oh. just, uh, it's just Mexican lady versus Jesus. I'm not I, sure. Honestly, though, judge leaves leaves the 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 juror room at that point. Yeah, like, like, oh, there must have been some to be a, a serious conversation. That yeah, at that point. Yeah, of like, what in the hell? just happened right this woman's clearly guilty right we, right they were, you guys all see what what i saw right because she's guilty and he's telling us what now yeah they stood oh up to God. him i yeah. think it's great i think that's great that's yeah. very impressive good yeah. job texas sadly uh mistrial yeah but. yeah but ho- hopefully i mean if it you know if the prosecution's case can surmount a judge's prophecy <laughs> once. <laughs> Hopefully, they can do it again. Yeah, indeed. 
Uh, I'm going to take us finally to Scotland, oh. where uh, back in 2005, they allowed they they made it legal to have a humanist wedding. Oh yeah, okay. uh, they, nice. That's one of the kinds of weddings that they allow, uh, because I think before then it was just churchy weddings, um, uh, or or you could just do. You could do a churchy wedding, or you could just do like the civil wedding, the right. like civil union sort of thing, a civil wedding. But uh, but now that humanist weddings have been around for over a decade, yeah, nice. Uh, they've done. They've taken a look at some stats. Okay, we got some facts and figures coming in. Okay, um, and they're looking pretty interesting. Uh, the, what they looked at is the rate of divorce. Oh. Five years after the fact. Oh, interesting. Among okay. all of the different, uh, you know, if you have a Catholic wedding, if you have a Church of Scotland wedding, right? If you have a humanist wedding, okay. Now the humanist weddings surprisingly have galloped apace and surmounted uh, by a long shot uh, weddings like Roman Catholic weddings, Church of Scotland weddings. There's a lot more of them. A lot more humanist Total weddings. conducted. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Which you would think would bring them sort of more in line. You know, these are not outliers is what I'm trying to get at. Oh, uh, right. They are. They, this is sort of a very common thing. Humanist weddings are three times less likely to re- result in a quick divorce wow. than Roman Catholic weddings. Shut up. More than two times less likely to divorce uh, than Church of Scotland weddings. No way. Uh, and almost four times less likely to divorce than civil marriages. Fascinating. I think that's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. That's wonderful. I, I, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, there's obviously no study as to why that is the case. Well, now they need to. Yeah, well, I'm guessing now, now somebody, just, I mean, somebody's going to be doing it. Raw numbers right now. But yeah, I mean, right now, it looks like the rate of divorce uh, in humanists, humanist weddings is 1.7 for every thousand uh, uh, weddings. Wow. Whereas... Uh, Church of Scotland divorce rate, 5.8 per thousand. Well, I mean, it's not that hard to, like, you know, figure out if you don't feel like you have to get married. Well, it does seem like it does seem like the social pressures are entirely different. Exactly. On a on a secular couple versus a religious couple. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, And so it it does seem to point out that. There's a lot less making an honest woman out of her. Right, right. Quote unquote. Yeah, sure. Right. And a lot less, uh, a lot less, well, you two have been dating for a long time now. Don't right. you think it's about time? Right. You make it right with the Lord? Yeah. Uh, and there's certainly no, well, I can't sleep with her until I marry her. Exactly. That doesn't even exist. Right. So hopefully. So uh, it's not horny kids. Right. It, it's not <laughs> making a dumb choice that's right. not well thought out. Right. Uh, no, it's, there's a lot of factors to this, right? But uh, yeah, it's but it, it sort of undermines uh, religious folks' ideas about themselves. Yeah, and you and, know, some and people have their their wonderful the sanctity of marriage, right? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you guys really know how to make a, a marriage sanctified, right? With your much higher divorce right. rate, like people 
only people entering into marriage who like know each other and love each other and who have spent time honestly thinking about it who understand who, who, who more thoroughly taken, understand yeah. the 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 uh, the commitment that they're making yeah. yeah and have probably already taken a lot of steps toward you know merging their lives right they've taken yeah. they've taken those steps they've tried it out they've lived together it and works and you know well the, let's make this and yeah when it doesn't work they don't even try the marriage they just right. they, they break it off before the marriage right yeah yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's good. So there you go. You know, a lot of people. Uh, this uh, BBC article that I was looking at uh, has some people saying, you know, it it might be because of other factors. You know, humanists might be might tend to be more affluent or might be more educated or whatever, uh, which may be the case. But the fact that there's so many more of them says to me, you know what? No, you're getting a wide swath of humanity yeah. here. Yeah. And you're and you're still seeing a better outcome, right? So, good but, for us. We win. Yeah, you, you guys lose <laughs> and we win. <laughs> well, uh, if you want to point out ways that you win and we lose, uh, you can write to us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click on the like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA members only lounge or request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Yeah. Hey, Dan. Yes? Uh, Rick Wiles. Ooh, wiling away his time. It's been a while since we've played Rick Wiles. (laughs) That guy. Uh, Oh, my God. He's a nightmare. Kooky, religious, conspiracy nut job. Rick Wiles. Yes. Uh, He's he's going on. You're going to hear him use the word chipped a couple times. Yeah. This is an old, old... evangelical uh paranoia yeah in the last days people are going to have like some sort of the mark of the beast they're gonna have the mark of the beast right and they've theorized as to what that is right and it's they've they've landed on you know those the the little tag your puppy dog gets little microchip (laughs) they they're thinking some sort of rfid type thing right for like payments or something like that that people are going to just start getting put in their hand an injectable thing right even though like the mark of the beast in revelation is actually like it's very clearly talked about as being on the forehead and whatever. Sure. But, well, maybe know. they'll put the chip on the forehead. Yeah, well, I'll have a little, just a uh, little raised fun. bump, a little grain yeah, of rice bump on idea. our foreheads. Um, and then we all have to, like, bonk our heads against against the payment thing. Yeah. <laughs> Will you please bonk? Yes. Thank you. Bonk here. Um, all right. Well, this is, this is, uh, that, that's. Just an explanation of that part of this whole thing. This is just a wild rant by him. And so let's uh, let's. Oh, my in. God. It, buckle up, kid. <laughs> For the first time, Doc, I think it's possible. I really think it's possible. I'm going to see it in my lifetime. After this past week? After this I'm week, I now think it's realistic that I can be alive and see Christ return. Hmm. Before, I just don't know. I don't know. I, but now there, this thing's moving so fast that I'm I'm now thinking it's very possible that I'm going to be alive to see it. But I do know this. I have two children. 
and I have grandchildren and I've got to do everything I can to make sure they are ready. Amen. Oh God, my, 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 my soul grieves for the children, the little children who are one years old right now, two, three, four, and they're growing up in this godless world. And they're going to be indoctrinated to believe that they should be chipped. You're going to have to take a stand for Jesus Christ. And it's going to cost you your life. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not lying to you. And I'm trying to get myself spiritually and psychologically strengthened for that day. Right. It's not. Look, I can take. I can handle, I'm, I'm, you know, at my age, I, you know, I've lived most of my life, okay? If I, if, if I get executed 10, 15 years from now, okay, most of my life's gone. But what about my grandchild? Am I going to stand there and watch them execute my grandchildren? And you didn't prepare your grandchildren? Are you going to accept, are you going to, are you telling me you're going to end your time on this earth and stand before God someday knowing that you didn't prepare your grandchildren to resist the Antichrist and you watched them get chipped? You're going to promise your grandchildren they're going to be raptured and the rapture is a lie. What are you going to do when your grandchildren are chipped? What are you going to do when your son and daughter are microchipped? What are you going to do when your pastor is microchipped? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That's, uh, that's some intense feeling you got there, Rick. Well, he thinks he's about to see Jesus. He thinks he's about, yeah. Jesus in his li- In his lifetime. And he's an old man. Yeah. Uh, he's not that old. <clears throat> He's in his, he's pushing 70-ish, don't you think? I don't know. Nothing feels old anymore. He's got old face. He's, he's got, got, like, geriatric face. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, this guy. <laughs> it's terrifying. Uh, I find this genuinely terrifying. Do you know what I find terrifying about what? it? Uh, the uh, admonishing grandparents to make sure their grandchildren are ready. Right. Because let me tell you, there's a lot of, lot of grandparents out there who's, Children, yeah, their own children, uh, aren't aren't that churchy, right? And, and they've got kids that they're not they're not raising in the church. Uh, maybe these these are just you're just sort of run of the mill nuns. They just are mm-hmm. unaffiliated, right? Have no real opinion on the whole thing. But grandma and grandpa are going to start working on those kids, yeah. And the parents are going to have to deal with that, yeah, because of fucktard here, yeah, who. Uh, it's not a, it's not acceptable. Yeah. And he's just scaring the bejesus out of people. Yeah. Needless about, about these chips that aren't going to happen. They're not even a re- it's not real. That's not going to happen. It's your phone, people. It's not going to be a chip in your Yeah, the phone is the mark of the beast. It's already happened. You already have one in your pocket, yeah. Rick Wiles. <laughs> oh my god. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's um, so stu- also like I think the chronology is wrong. Like I think the 
the rapture happens and then the mark of the beast thing happens. I have no fucking Well, I, well I, what am I, I talking about? Cares? There is no biblical rapture. Right. They made that up much later. That was like a hundred years ago they made that up and right. now and it's taken root. And, and, and just this whole thing about standing there watching people being executed and Executed? Whatnot. What the fuck are you talking like, about? Like, yeah. Are you talking about getting this? chipped or are you talking about executions? Because those seem like pretty different things. Not in, not, not in his mind. <sighs> it's just as bad. I want to go chip him. First you get chipped, then you get killed. I want to go, like, what, what, what does he think happens if, if you're forcibly chipped? Are you, are you, you done? have to defend yourself with your life. Does and the beast then own you? Do you have to kill yourself? If you're chipped? Yeah. If I, if no. I just hold him down and chip him, it's chip or death. <laughs> That's your choice. Cake or death? Cake or death? Chip or death? Chip and dip or death? Yeah. No. What a terrifying world to live in. Like that man's world. Oh, yeah. The world that he is paints, the picture that he paints for all of these people. I mean, yeah. I, get, I get it that, like, they're the special ones. They're the ones. It's, oh, it feels great on one level. It's supposed to be terrifying for us, not for them. Right. But then they've got to, like, worry about, because they're all sinners. They're all going to fuck up. And then what if they fuck up and then don't repent before, like, what if God turns on his holy vacuum <laughs> before they've managed no, to get a repentance they, in. See, that's that's the magical thing that he that, that this kind of thinking does, right? They are both special and terrified by their specialness. Right. They're both saved and in peril yeah. at exactly the same time. And it has them so distracted from the world that they live in. Oh, and right? yeah, and so addled yeah. that they just keep throwing money at these people hoping that they'll be uh, hoping that they'll be okay. Keep speaking truth, Rick. It's just it's just so scary and true. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna talk about the people that we that have written into us now. Oh, thank you, Dan. Uh, Jacob wrote into us said, uh, "I don't know if he's he's referring to uh, if you'll recall uh, the you and I concluded uh, me more reluctantly than you that we grew up in a cult. Ah, uh, yeah. That we that that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, the Mormons." Uh, they're, it's not okay. And it yeah. is, and it is though huge, uh, and, and boring, still a cult. <laughs> uh, so Jacob, uh, who clearly also grew up in the same cult says, I don't know if this happens in other wards. Uh, a ward is a, uh, is a Mormon congregation, Mormon congregation, a single congregation. But in reference to the church threatening you, if you leave, Multiple teachers in my young men's class uh, would mention that when non-members die, they get another chance at joining uh, the church in the spirit world. But if you were a member and you left the church, you'd be eternally damned to outer darkness for betraying God and choosing to ignore the truth that you learned in the church. Yeah, so fucked up. They do say that. It's actually against their own doctrine. Yeah, that's not really how outer darkness works. Right. If you if you dig into it, but right. that but it's a, but it's it's a forgivable misunderstanding actually. Yeah, because outer darkness theoretically is you're supposed is for people who have known for sure the certainty right. of the Lord, right, and then denied him, right. But Mormons 
like to say, I know. I the know church the church is true. is true. That's true. I know that. So like, so it's 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 hard to sort of parse out. It's understandable. For the average Mormon. Yeah. I remember feeling that way. I remember feeling like I was just damned and doomed and for all eternity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, and then once if if you actually read about the degrees of glory, yes, you really don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. Just don't ever meet Jesus. And then you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Because once you meet Jesus, oh, God. Yeah. What, what, if, you, what if you deny him after what, you yeah, see once, him? Once you shake his hand, yeah. look him in the eyeballs. Right. If you deny him then, after he's, you know, done, right. done some card tricks for you or whatever right. to prove his divinity, then uh, then you're in trouble. Right. Oh, man. that What a mind fuck it is. Yeah. And yes, that's very culty. Right. That is extremely culty, yeah. uh, what Jacob got. Uh, Philida wrote into us, Hi, Frank and Dan. I've been enjoying your show for the for four years. Uh, it, it definitely has become part of my Sunday morning entertainment ritual uh, while I fix breakfast. Sounds nice. Yeah. Nice little podcasty breakfast. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? Right. Uh, when you mentioned the song Onward Christian Soldiers... I had to remember that was the song that set me on the road and led that led me to knowing that Christianity is BS. My first group Christianity experience was an Easter assembly when I was in first grade. I don't know where Philida grew up, but apparently you can have Easter assemblies in their their <laughs> their schools. Uh, we heard all about the the Jesus's love, kindness, and peace, and how he had died for our sins. Then we were told to march back to our classes singing Onward Christian Soldiers. Oh, yeah. Uh, since I'm one of the lucky ones who was never indoctrinated, I didn't know the words. So I actually listened and processed the words. Oops. <laughs> it scared the shit out of me and sure didn't agree with all the love, kindness, uh, and peace we had just heard. Huh. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's cool. We're, yeah, you're a soldier. Don't you yeah. know? Your I it it is interesting the conflicting messages that you get in church about right. how it's all about love and it's all about kindness to others and it's all about accepting everybody right. no matter if they're a you know a sex worker or a leper or whatever right. you accept and love them all but not you <laughs> not that guy because he's gay and not her because she wears slutty clothes Ugh. and not any of these people right but love everybody but love all jesus you know we jesus. i hate the sin and not the sinner except i definitely kind of hate the sinner because <laughs> they're sinning have you ever met a sinner oh i hate sinners oh my god some of they're them they're the worst are awful just <laughs> the worst and we're all sinners but mostly those ones no it's a different kind of sin <laughs> I'm not that kind of sinner. I'm not I'm not the the bad kind of sinner. I'm the like your run of the mill. I'm a good church going sinner. <laughs> totally oh, totally different thing. Totally, totally different. Well, Dan. Yeah. I got some people to thank. Oh good. Uh these uh you you may or may not be aware of this, Dan, but we are we're we're running a campaign on Patreon. Oh, I've heard of Patreon. <laughs> Say, have you guys heard of Patreon? <sighs> it's a place where you can go and show your love and support for this podcast that we put out yeah. on a weekly basis. Yeah. With actual work put into it. Yeah, and have for <laughs> years. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, you can go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, mm-hmm. click on the support tab, and go follow it on to Patreon if yeah. you want to be a part of that. There's also a PayPal option if that works out better for you. Indeed. Um, but we do have a new venerable listener, Dan, oh, this week. How we venerate them. Uh, her name is Melissa. Oh, so thank you, Melissa. God bless you. Uh, we also have a tie for first place for, for Lord our top and donor, right? Yeah. Uh, and because there are so many, we uh, we've dubbed it the Pantheon. Yes, the Pantheon of our lords and saviors. Yes. Uh, we have Jash, Scott, Melissa, D, Hannah, Liz, and Judy. So uh, thank you uh, f- for for your support. Yes, and thank you for all to all of uh, our patrons who uh, have stuck with us and, and our uh, new yes, the and pa- yes, new and old. Your ongoing support you is is how we make this thing go. Absolutely. So uh, so yeah, if if you stop supporting us, we'll die. We will die. It is possible. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so thank you so much, and uh, we sure do appreciate. it. Bless you all. Dan. Yes, sir. Uh, Conspiracy theories. There's many of them. They're out there. There's many Uh, of them, yes. Some are uh, simple little, little theories. Some involve lizard people. So, yeah, you absolutely. Know, some, uh, some, and some have uh, there are theories about nine eleven. Uh, theories about uh, non heliocentrism. <laughs> yes. Theories about uh, the flat earthers, shapes of various yes bodies of stuff in space, including yeah. our own uh, home here on Earth. Yeah. Uh, and you know conspiracy theories about rabbis. Uh, be, being the actual son of God, sort of thing. And, oh, wow. You know, yeah. Maybe even visiting the Americas. Oh, <laughs> all those, you know. Oh, that theory. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think, uh, I think there, I, I, I find religion to be a lot like conspiracy theory. Hmm. Uh, at very least, uh, when I talk to a religious person, it feels a lot like you know, especially if I'm if we're talking about my non-religion versus their religion. Right. Uh, what I have noticed, and 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 I've gotten into arguments with other atheists about this. What I've noticed is that uh, just like conspiracy theories, uh-huh. their the root of their belief is centered not in their brains, but in their emotions. Okay, sure. So, like, to me, when I talk to one of these people, it is not about their... It is not about uh, giving them the facts. Giving them the facts almost never changes their mind. If you talk to right. a flat earther... So they have different you, facts they have in di- their head. They have different facts, and they have answers for all of the facts. Right. They, or, or if they don't have answers, they are very willing to discount what you say because you're threatening something. You're You're, you know, you're assaulting something that is... That that they have a deep and sort of identity level attachment to. Right. This is who I am. It's not just what I think or what I believe. It's also who I am. Right. And when you attack who a person is, right. Even if you, what you're attacking 
is very clearly disprovable. Right. Like, you know, we can show, we can demonstrate quite easily the shape of the earth. Absolutely. And the backbending and the twists and contortions that go into flattening this earth are very easy to talk around. But you're not going to convince anybody who believes in flat Earth I haven't, by by telling right. them the facts. I haven't watched that documentary that's out mm. about the flat earthers. Mm. I've been meaning to, right? Uh, but I was talking to somebody who has, uh, who did watch it. This is the, this is the level of uh, and, of and, our discourse. Yeah, we, we we're we're doing. We've talked to people who have talked to people. No, 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 no. But some of the things that like come up in it right. is that they are they're going through all these different experiments. They're pointing lasers. They're doing this. They're right. measured. They're doing kind of a lot of the classical, you know, experiments about the the shape of the Earth that the Greeks were the ancient Greeks were doing. Right, right. And they're getting sort of the wrong results for it to be flat. And so then they're having to, like, try to explain it all away. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, time and time again, they're, the results of their experimentation are showing that it's round. Right. And then they're like, well, we must, there must just be some aberration in the atmosphere that's, right. like, contorting this laser. You right. know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. It's like, what? Yeah. No. This right? experiment works under very specific atmospheric and blah, 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 right. uh, conditions. It doesn't work every time. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, it's hard to replicate. So, but uh, uh, but bleh, bleh. it did work that one time, and therefore, look. Here's the thing: it can be so frustrating to be in the presence of someone who believes something that, in your mind, is clearly outrageous. Yeah, I know. I know a couple people who uh, they've got some crazy ones. Even if it's political stuff, like mm-hmm. our, the the political landscape of these United States, and uh, seemingly. The more I read around the world right now, it is polarized Mm -hmm. and it is, again, it is trapped in identity. Right. It is, you know, you're not, it's not, uh, I subscribe to liberal, I subscribe to conservative ideologies and thoughts. It is, I am a conservative. I am a liberal. Mm -hmm. And when we're in that space... People talk right past each other. They talk at each other. They talk mm-hmm. through each other. Yeah. And nobody hears anything. Nobody. Right. Uh, so so what do we do? Well I, don't, well, I would like to. I was reading an article uh, that lists a few different uh, sort of common commonalities between yeah. uh, people who do believe in conspiracy theories. And none of these are, you know, uh, well, let me just go through the, the list. Right okay. Um, a desire to feel special. Yes. Lot the, uh, those who want to stand out from the crowd, a.k.a. those with narcissistic tendencies, can adopt extreme beliefs in order to do so. That's what this says. Well, and I think, and I, and I do want all of our listeners, as you're reading these, to uh-huh. sort of ask themselves, yes, this applies to a lot of the conspiracy theorists, but also, does it apply to religious folk? Because I think you'll find... <laughs> Uh, a lot of a lot of parallels. Uh, here. Let's see. Uh, feelings of powerlessness, mm-hmm. um, an explanation for events beyond a person's control, no matter how ludicrous those explanations sound to others, can still be psychologically preferable. 
uh, to being the victim of blind chance or right. happenstance. Sure. Right? Yeah. Nobody in religion is in religion because they're afraid of the void. Right. <laughs> sure. Right. Um, and then a need for certainty. Yeah. Uh, seeking explanations uh, for events is a natural human desire. Yeah. Um, and we don't just get and we don't just ask questions. We also quickly find answers to those questions. Not necessarily the true answers, but rather answers that comfort us or that fit into our worldview. And then uh, there's also uh, being less educated. Um, yeah. That's if if you don't have a, a firm foundation um, to stand on, right. you might be susceptible to uh, outlandish claims about the universe what's, that we live in. What's interesting about so. that one is that uh, those people who are not educated will claim, "Oh, well, I just wasn't indoctrinated." Into right. the thinking that you were indoctrinated into. Right, I know. Uh, but really what that's actually about is just that it is through education systems that we learn how to think critically. Exactly. And, uh, and so they, you know, they apply critical thought badly. Exactly. Uh, rather than uh, applying it uh, in, in a way that, that, that well, and lead them to better conclusion exactly and, and and learning about trustworthy sources yeah ab absolutely all of that stuff is sort of what's encapsulated in the concept of education exactly um so i was reading an article uh and it it uh it talks about sort of the way to get to the heart of the matter to way the way to actually uh maybe take some inches toward mm -hmm. uh toward actual um, communion with another person yeah, exactly. in a way that can actually uh, move the needle a little bit. Yeah, um, and I because and I have I have a lot of experience with doing this the wrong way. <laughs> the, you know the first the first several years that I was with my wife, I the way that I communicated with her father uh -huh. was wrong. Uh -huh. I was wrong, and it just created tension and it created uh -huh. bad feelings. Oh, because I would just. I would challenge him and I would oh. and I would debate him oh. and all of these things and it it was a disaster. It was it made me feel temporarily superior and it made me feel uh uh sort of like I was fighting the good fight. It was mm. a good fighty feeling. Mm. Uh it did not create uh any good feelings between us and it certainly didn't change his opinion about anything. Right. I did not uh, even, you know, even as I walked away declaring myself the winner of these debates, right? I sure as fuck didn't change his mind at all. So here, so the, you know, this article, uh, by, uh, a guy that, that I, that I've been following for a bit, uh, Gleb to, I don't know how to say his name to um, Beautiful. That's thank you. beautiful pronunciation. He has some really good ideas. Uh, uh, uh talk, starting with. Forget facts and logic. You're getting you're going to get nowhere if that's your if that's where you're starting from. Hmm. You got to let go of those for a while, because what you've got to get to, uh, because you, because the the second you trot out facts and logic, they're on the defensive position. Right. You're creating as an antagonism uh, between you and the other person that's going to make them dig in their heels. Ah. So what you need to do. Um, yeah, and and you know they're going to start employing confirmation bias. They're going 
everything that you know how often do we see it where a conspiracy theorist or a religious person or whatever the counter argument becomes the proof mm. even if the counter argument is true that only further proves their point they have ways of bending and twisting so mm. that that only proves their point um you're going to backfire so uh what he proposes is uh that Basically, it's not that emotions, their emotional connection to these thoughts are the problem. It's just that that's where you need to talk to them. Mm, so you okay. need, so you go, uh, you need to show what he calls emotional leadership uh, by employing uh, empathy, really. That, oh. Like the greatest emotional tool that you can employ is empathy. Okay. Uh, find ways that you can find commonality, that you can find, that you can... Uh, for, you got to you have to establish trust, right? So you have to you have to show them places where you uh, where you agree with them. Hmm. You have okay. to show them places you know, and find ways where you can hold on to yourself uh, emotionally, so that so that they know that they're not going to get into a fight here. Uh, okay, you yep. know what I mean. This uh -huh. isn't about a fight. This is about finding common ground. This is about support. Uh huh. You're gonna. You're. You are going to receive support from me. Right. Right now, uh, this isn't about necessarily supporting the position, but it's about supporting the person. Right. Uh, because a lot of these, uh, a lot of these uh, conspiracy theories or even religious opinions come out of a place of feeling, as you said, uh, unsafe or insecure uh -huh. or whatever, and that's why they're holding on to these to these beliefs. So you build the trust. Um, which is absolutely crucial. Um, and yeah, demonstrate place. You find ways that you can mirror them so that you can uh, rephrase their positions in your own words and show them where you are on the same page. Hmm. You know what I mean? You're right. not on the same page of believing that the earth is flat, but there are ways that you are on the same page emotionally with them. We all mm -hmm. need to feel like we understand what's going on around right. us. Right, we right, all right. need to feel like we understand the world. And we all have felt betrayed by learning facts in school or in church or whatever that we then realized weren't true. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like these are places where we have commonality mm -hmm. yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then that's when you can start unclogging emotional blocks interesting uh where you can start not still don't don't go anywhere near the facts yet you're not even close to that right but start finding out the reason start gently uh delving into the reasons why they need to believe these things right because there's a need to believe these things hmm. don't even don't get to the facts don't disprove them get them on a journey of asking themselves questions about their need to believe right or why what or you know what i mean like and 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 you know learn some stuff about yourself in the process because because it is it should be a two-way journey mm -hmm. it should be a two-way street right be open to to understanding something new about you and what you're and why you believe what you believe right make it a two-way journey and you're you know you you may not ever change their mind completely right but you'll build a trust, you'll build a bond, mm -hmm. and that that's what's more important anyway. And then you can then when when you have that in place, you might actually be able to to move the needle a little bit. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, yeah the the main article that I was looking at 
um, was talking about uh, some researchers mm-hmm. who were, were really focused on the idea that people feel uh, people who are susceptible to conspiracy theories and mm. and to, to even just that that kind of thinking right um, about the world and even their very current situation situations where they're maybe in the workplace and they see uh, the the behind the scenes machinations of management and right. like they're up to no good and what right. are they really up to they say it's this but I really think it's this and they stir up discontent among amongst the ranks right. right? Um, and so they were really looking at this idea of people feeling, uh, powerless, uh, in, in the workplace. And they, they worked on this idea of if basically substituting in the power of goal setting, right? Okay. So you get people working on their lives and in in the workplace, it's working on, on, on the work that they do. Sure. And create and setting goals for their their performance or just things that they want to achieve, this right. or whatever. But you as you as people start to feel more accomplishment. Right. And that they have maybe a little bit more control over their situation because sure. they're being recognized for for their good work and the things that they're doing, um, that this conspiratorial thinking diminishes. What management's doing in the back room goes away. Right. Right. And so the the thought was that this can also be uh, more broadly applied, essentially. Sure. Um, and that uh, if if people in general have, feel like they have just even small control over little things, uh-huh. they're less likely to be susceptible to conspiracy conspiracy type theories. Interesting. Which is, which is really interesting, right? Like, like, well, and maybe that translates also to the whole. You know, if 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 what you if what's holding someone in a religion. Mm-hmm. Is this sense of like it gives me a, a feeling of control mm-hmm. over my life, over the thought of death, over all this right. stuff? Maybe one of the things that we can do to make uh, to make this to make non-belief a more a safer landing, a safer right. place to be, is to just speak to our own sense of like, oh no, I actually, you know, I'm glad that you that you have feelings of security in your religion. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is when I left my religion. I was worried that I wouldn't have that anymore. Exactly. But I actually do. And and here are the th- reasons why I feel yeah. uh, safe and comfortable, yeah. I- even though I don't have, uh, th- you know, the safety net that I felt before. Sure. Don't make it about convincing anybody. Uh-huh. This, and the, believe me, you guys, if this is all a ploy to try and convince somebody of your position, they'll <laughs> smell it on you. <laughs> so you got to give up on it. You got to give up on trying to bring people to your position and and let and delve much more into a place of just wanting to have a, a good uh, productive and happy relationship with these people mm. and that may be enough to bring them to you but if that's the goal they're gonna know and then and they're gonna dig in their heels hmm i think i don't know i think it's possible it depends on your relationship to the person who this person is in your life et sure cetera. Um, people have certainly done and it, done it effectively i i think that uh it, it, it's your overall intentions. Like, I mean, like you say, right? Like, yeah. Um, but if it comes from a place of love and if, general yeah, concern it, and caring, right. And your goal is to eventually get them out of whatever dumb flat earth society they belong to. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> Rajneeshi cult. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Like I, th- I think 
especially getting them out of a cult. That's an admirable goal. Right. And, uh, you know. Yeah. But the way to do it isn't through assaulting them with the facts. Unfortunately, as much as we want that to be how human brains work. I know. Yes. Of course we want that to be how our brains work. Of course we want, you know, when better facts come along. I, of course, will accept them and charge forward with my new found worldview. <laughs> but no, that's not how any of us work. I don't care who you are. Well, yeah. There's more to it than that. And I we, mean, we have to acknowledge that reality. It would be interesting to do some, some, some deep sort of searching and really ask yourself why you landed on atheism. Yeah. Right. Was it strictly a rational thought thing or were, were there other emotional needs that were being served and, right. that and, yeah. and whatnot? Yeah, I think, um, I think we'd all find that we're not as, pure. Pu- as purely rational <laughs> actors as we'd like to believe we are. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I mean, everybody except me, obviously. Oh, uh, no. Well, no. For me. Your, your pure reason. It was just I, it was just, I, I, I acknowledged uh, the reality of the world and well, uh, that's... You know, met it head on, Dan. Valiantly, Mr. Spock. That's Beecher. right. Charging valiantly into <laughs> into logic and reason. Oh Lord. Uh, okay. So now that you all, uh, now that you know, fifty percent of you hate us and disagree with us oh, entirely. No. You can you can definitely write to us and tell us your perspective. We would we would genuinely love to hear it. Uh, write to us podcast at thank God I'm atheist. Dot com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click on that like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge or request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Also, if you're on Reddit or Twitter, uh, look for us. Um, our handle is uh, thank God, or, uh, TGI Atheist. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Uh, speaking of social media, thanks so much to, uh, to the beautiful overlord of our uh, Facebook page, Mackenzie. Uh, and thanks, I am the beautiful overlord of the uh, Members Only Lounge, but thanks so much to the sub-overlords, uh, Amy and Danny, for their hard work as moderators. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music, and also to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thank all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.